Hello, everyone. I'd like to thank you for joining me again this week for the SOS podcast. I hope you're all doing well. Some people might think that the story of Jesus starts in the New Testament, but in reality, prophecy about his coming, as well as appearances of his as the angel of the Lord, are prevalent in the Old Testament. One such prophecy about his coming can be found in Isaiah chapter 53. I want to read just the first few verses of this chapter, as they give us really good insight into an important characteristic of Jesus while he was here on earth. Starting in verse 1, Who has believed our message of salvation? And to whom has the arm and infinite power of the Lord been revealed? For he, being Jesus, grew up before him, the Father, like a tender shoot, and like a root out of dry ground. He has no stately form or majestic splendor that we would look at him, nor appearance that we would be attracted to him. We might read this passage and think to ourselves, okay, yeah, we knew that Jesus was plain. This is no revelation. He was a simple guy. He wasn't rich. He didn't have a lot of stuff. He definitely didn't have his own home, or at least none that we read about in scripture. He wasn't wearing fancy clothes or jewels. He didn't have on precious fragrance. He was a normal, standard, run-of-the-mill guy in those times. No one who would have stood out for any reason that has to do with him. I think that's the key here. Jesus clearly stood out in many ways during his ministry. You see people flocking to him. Why? Well, you see them flocking to him because he performed miracles. The power of God manifest itself through him. And this made people either turn and run or criticize him, claiming that he was performing some kind of demonic acts, or people would be drawn to him and the revelation that this indeed is the Son of God. He carries God's spirit. But ultimately, what would bring people to Jesus or make them go in the other direction was not Jesus himself. It was the Father and the Spirit. Let's think about that. So Jesus wasn't attracting people to follow him because he was charming or handsome or particularly smart. He wasn't tricking people through logic to think the way he thought or to believe the things that he said. He came to earth to identify with us. He came here to live as we live, to suffer as we suffer, to experience the temptation of sin that we experience. He came here to live as we do. In doing that, he became just like one of us, just like a normal, regular, run-of-the-mill one of us. Now, of course, he wasn't normal. He was perfect. This is the Son of God who lived this life without sin. He is the only righteous man, the second Adam who would come and save us from the consequences of the first Adam. But why does it matter that he was plain? that in appearance he was lowly. Well, I think there are three reasons. The first reason is that we are to relate to him. We are to be able to look at the life that he lived, to look at the example of his life, to listen to his instruction and say, well, this is a man who's gone through all of this, who's speaking not just out of perfect knowledge, but out of experience. He went through this. He was chastised, he was persecuted, he was judged. He was falsely accused. He endured all these things. 
And even though he is a prince, he is a king, he is the son of God, he lived this life and experienced all of those things we experience as one of us, just a plain, normal, regular Joe. Because of this, I can relate to him. A second reason I think the plainness of Jesus is critical is that everything he did, he did according to the Father's will. And he says multiple times in scripture, and I'm sure he said it more, but it wasn't recorded, that the glory was to be for his Father. Jesus wasn't here performing his own will. Jesus was here to perform the will of the Father, to live the life that the Father wanted him to live so that he could glorify the Father. A critical component to the attention being not on the Son, but on the Father who sent him, the one he represents, and the spirit that he carries, is making him plain. No one could have any reason to follow Jesus because of his appearance. It's as if anything he could have had, could have possessed, could have carried with him, on him, that would have drawn people to him, instead of drawing people to his father, was not there, was not available to him. We see leaders today who have great followings because of things like charisma, charm, they're young, they're attractive, blah, blah, blah. Jesus didn't have this. He couldn't rely on this. The Father didn't allow him to. If anyone was drawn to Christ, it was not because of what he had on the outside, but because of what he had on the inside. And that, I think, is a valuable lesson for us today. It's the third component. It's the third reason why I think it's critical that Jesus was plain. Why do we follow him? Not because he was popular. He wasn't. He still isn't today. Not because he was cool. He wasn't. He still isn't today. Popular culture will always revere him a certain way. But regardless of those things, we know the truth about Jesus and his importance. That is what he did and what he imparted to us, that Holy Spirit of God. And when we look at Jesus with our mind's eye and we ask ourselves why we follow him, hopefully we say it's because Jesus is the Son of God who carried the Holy Spirit of God and imparted it to us. He's the one who did the perfect will of God. He's our Savior. He's Messiah. No matter what he looked like, no matter what the popular view of him is in the world, then or now, we don't care. We're not here to follow a rock star. We're not here to chase after the cool kid. We're here to fulfill the will of God the way Jesus did. That's what matters and that's what's important. And if looking at Jesus, all that matters is what we see on the inside, then maybe we need to think about that when we look at ourselves and at others. If we're going to attract the world to us, what should be the allure? Fancy clothes, being popular, having influence with the right people, or being in the right social circles, being cool, relevant. I think what we want people to be attracted to is the presence of God, the presence of the Holy Spirit. If we want to glorify God, that means we don't want to glorify ourselves. We aren't the focus, we aren't the purpose, we aren't the point. It's not about us, it's about Him. That's what Jesus did, that's all the Father allowed Him to do. That's all we should want to do. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about our Father in heaven. If we want to glorify him, 
if we want to follow the steps of Jesus, then we say, I have no problem being plain. I have no problem not being influential. I have no problem just being a normal, regular Joe, doing the will of God as he commands me. Because it's not about me, what I have, what I look like, what I project to the world. It's about what I carry. It's about what's going on inside of me. It's about who I've become and what I can offer to the world through God. But I think today what I want to focus on is having a new revelation of Jesus Christ, a new understanding, a deeper understanding of who he was and how he was. And hopefully that gives us a deeper understanding of the rest of God, the Father and the Spirit as well. A new revelation of who we follow and who we serve. There's always more to be learned. There's always something we don't know. No one knows everything about God, but that doesn't mean we stop asking him to show us more. Father, thank you that your son was of no regard. Thank you that he was plain, in appearance lowly. Father, thank you that he wasn't rich. Thank you that he wasn't flashy. Thank you, Lord, that he wasn't popular. Father, because in the end, the only one who could get the glory was you. There was no reason for him to get the glory. You made it that way, Father, and for a reason. I ask God that you give us the same attitude, that our desire not be to glorify ourselves and to seek for ourselves, Lord, but to glorify you and to seek for you, for a greater imparting of your Holy Spirit on us and others as well. Father, a greater revelation of who you are and who your son is, that we can then share that with others. We thank you, Lord, for this time that we get to just meditate on you together, to think about you, to learn about you, and we can't wait till we see you face to face. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Good day, and God bless. Soul, soul, ow, ow, soul.